In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Gospel today gives us a very interesting contrast between God's works and the works of evil. And Jesus paints us a really interesting picture. On the one hand, the work of God is like a tree growing. Anybody ever watch a tree grow? In fact, it's kind of a common phrase. It's a famous thing to say, that's as boring as watching grass grow. Have you ever watched grass grow? You can't. It's a very slow, boring process. That's what the spiritual life is like. What is it like to grow a tree? You take a little seed, you put it in the dirt, and then you water it. And I remember, you know, when we're kids in elementary school, they give us a little seed. Oh, go home and put it in this little, and they, you know, in the styrofoam cup, and they give us dirt. Go home and water it. And you go home and you water it. And then a couple hours later, you go back, and you're looking, where, where's the plant? I watered it. It's been three hours. What is this? And then you put it in the sun, and then the next day you go, and there's nothing. There's nothing after a day. And you did your job, and after a whole day, there's still nothing, and then you do it for a whole week, and there's nothing. And then maybe in a couple weeks, if you water it as you're supposed to every day, if you put it in the sunlight every day as you're supposed to, in a couple of weeks, you might find something that big. That's how God works. Slowly and quietly. With little tiny moments of grace every day. Little bits of prayer every day. Little bits, little tiny good works that nobody's going to notice. Little tiny moments where you just have the, 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 God gives you the grace in your heart to resist the temptation and you cooperate with that grace. These little tiny moments, that's how God grows, like a tree in your heart. And trees grow really slowly and really quietly. There is nothing to post on social media about trees growing. You can't do it. How does evil work? Evil likes drama. Evil loves dramatic, fancy things. And the evil one knows that we like that too. And one of the best tricks, and this is exactly what the gospel is about today, one of the best tricks the devil pulls is selling us a product and making us think that God works in dramatic ways as well. And Jesus notes three different ways that evildoers, in his words, hide themselves. False prophets hide themselves behind sheep's clothing. Three particular ways Jesus notes. From his time till today. Prophecy, casting out demons, and doing mighty works in the name of God. How much more exciting it would be if instead of just praying every day quietly, oh, what if it was about Jesus is going to come back on this day? How many times have you heard that? The older you get, the more you're going to hear. Every couple of years, I hear about somebody who is 100% sure they know when Jesus is going to come back. And man, I could give the best sermon on the face of the earth, and it won't get 1% of the attention of some dummy who's guessing when Jesus is going to come back. And that same guy has been wrong 50 times, and people still listen to him. 
and they still share that on all kinds of social media. Why? Because it's dramatic and we love drama. Nobody wants to hear that getting closer to God, well, just keep praying. But like, I want I get it, I get this. That's not how trees grow. Oh, I know when Jesus is gonna come back. Oh, and this person said, and sometimes they're Catholic, it's not just, I'm not just trying to pick on Protestants that do this a lot, sometimes they're Catholic. Oh, they know when Jesus is gonna come back. Oh, there's gonna be three days of darkness and not even the sun's gonna shine and not, not, not even, and you have, and then just wait, just give it a couple minutes and then they'll tell you what you have to buy. Oh, it's gonna be these particular candles. And I know a guy who sells them. And I may have invested in that company too. But those are the only candles that are gonna work, trust me. Every couple of years, I remember I was, I was ordained in 2004. That year it was supposed to happen. And man, somebody made some money on those candles. And then every couple of years, they make some more money on those candles. Prophecy, that's one way they're gonna, the devil is gonna pretend to be working for God because the devil knows we love drama. Two, did we not cast out demons in your name? Oh man, what's more interesting than exorcisms? Every couple of years there's a new movie about exorcism. Maybe every year actually. It might be every year there's a new movie about an exorcism. Once in a while the movie is actually Catholic and it's not going to mislead people and teach them the wrong things. Once in a while. There's, I can probably name two or three that are not heretical movies. But man, people love thinking about that stuff. And if it's not a movie, it's something else on social media. And man, I remember when I was training in the seminary and when I was young, it was actually a very important thing, a practice in the church, that exorcists don't talk about what they do. Because man, people love the devil. They don't love the devil, but they think he's so interesting. It's not a good thing to find the devil interesting. It isn't. And celebrity exorcists, uh, it's... That's a bad combination of two things. Bad combination. And, and, and back when, when things were a little bit calmer in the church and maybe better directed, there was no such thing. Exorcist, you didn't even know which one was the exorcist, which priest was the exorcist. That's the way they should be. That's not the kind of thing you want people to get fascinated by. Why? Because it's dramatic. Oh, I want to know more about this. It's so interesting, so exciting. Oh, it's spiritual battle. People love the idea of spiritual battle. And there is spiritual battle, absolutely. You know what spiritual battle is? You're mad at your brother and your temptation is to, you know, get into a fight and you resist that temptation. That's spiritual battle. It's so boring. And that's how God works in these little tiny boring things. And I know we all want to be the hero of the story and we all want to be, you know, like act like we're in a movie where you're not in a movie. And the spiritual life is not like a movie. Jesus tells us what the spiritual life is like. It's like a tree growing. It is a boring, day-to-day, -day, painstaking thing. Did we not do mighty works in your name? I see this a lot. Churches doing hosa. You know what hosa is? Chaos. And we're gonna do these big fancy things, these big spectacles, and we're gonna put on a big show and there's gonna be fire literal fireworks you know, streamers and sparks, and the I, the pastor will like come in on like one of those, you know, those like chains, and they, he's like swept in, and it's like this big. Some Catholics do that too; they make put on a big show. And again, I don't want to meet pick on non-Catholic churches. Did we not do all these things in your name? We're doing this for God. 
That's not the way God does things. God is the creator of a world that is so quiet. And so, yeah, yeah, of course, you know, look forward to the coming of the Lord. But Jesus told us when he's coming. You know when Jesus is coming? Whenever he feels like. And you know who's going to know about it? Nobody. That's what Jesus said. And you know what he said about that? Be ready every single day. That's so boring. That means I, just, that means I have to go to confession regularly? I'd rather buy the candles. Spiritual warfare, 100% spiritual warfare. But like, I want to get the holy water and the salt, and you got to get the cool, the right metals. I, I, I love that stuff. I think it's beautiful. And I, I 100%, I lived with an exorcist, and I've, he's told me some very interesting stories, and, and it's a real thing. But that's not what the spiritual battle is for 99% of us. Spiritual battle is, I'm envious of somebody. I'm about to gossip about somebody. And I resist that temptation. That's so boring though. Exorcism is so much more exciting. Believe me, you want nothing to do with that. Believe me, that's the last thing that you want anything to even like, it's, it's horrors beyond comprehension. And that is one of God's works is healing that kind of thing. You need to worry about your gossip and your envy and your pride. That's where the devil's attacking you. Do you have to do these mighty works in your name? Oh, great. I love it. That's fine. Big spectacles, big show, post it on whatever you want to post it on. Fine. What's the mighty work? You know what the mightiest work of God is? For a sinner to repent. That is the greatest miracle that can happen on this earth next to the Eucharist. And again, the Eucharist is the great mighty work. <coughs> is the great miracle of God that he becomes, takes the form of bread and wine so that we can receive him, what's quieter than that? You don't hear it happening. You hear the words of the priest. The miracle happens in total silence. There's no picture you can take. It looks the same before and after. But that's the great miracle. That's the great mighty work. So brothers and sisters, we're a week into Lent. And we're journeying in Lent with the Son of God who works in silence, who works daily wetting our hearts with his grace, with prayers, with encouragement to good works, with the strength to resist temptation. So brothers and sisters, follow Christ in these works so that the, the tree of grace can grow in us and we can bear fruits that are worthy of him. Amen.